All right, here we go. We're getting ready and uh, we're doing things just a little bit different. All right, all of you business pros, before we jump into the show, a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe and drop a review and help all the other like-minded business owners find value from our guests as we rise up in those podcast rankings. We will sincerely appreciate it. We are so excited and honored to bring another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot wait to introduce this guest. Our guest today has a deep love for humanity and helping others. She's a 10-year media veteran specializing in broadcast media and content marketing. And trust me when I say, she knows content. As if her tagline, cut me and I bleed content, didn't tell us enough about her passion for content creation, let's talk about her accolades. In the second most populous country in the world, over 1.3 billion people live in India, our guest made the list for top 100 content writers in India, but she didn't just barely make the list, she's in the top 10. So if you want to create a connection with someone who can help your business tell its story and engage with your customers, you will want to tune in today. Joining us today from across the globe in Maharashtra, India, a huge welcome to one of the best content creators on the planet. Welcome to the show, Punita Pare. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. And we're ready to do this today. Punita, yeah, welcome yeah. to the show. Thanks so much, Harman. Thanks so much, James. You guys are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we have fun. That's all it yeah, is. Yeah, it's all about having fun. So uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. James, drop the super fire intro, but I want to know some of some of what's going on in your day-to-day. What's, a, what's the day like from across the globe? Yeah, so I'll just give you a short snap about my journey. I started my journey way back in 2004 in Mumbai, India, from a company called CNBC. It's a business news channel. I spent about eight, nine years there doing content marketing, worked with different brands across the globe there, giving content marketing solutions. Then I moved on to another company in Mumbai itself called the Times of India, like how you guys have the Financial Times there. We have the Times of India here. So I spent about seven, eight years, seven, eight years there as well doing content marketing there. And now in August 2020 is when I finally decided that I want to get to be an accidental um, entrepreneur. So now I am a content marketer and giving solutions to small businesses across the globe. Content creation is huge. I mean, that's exactly what we're doing here. We love to create content on a regular basis. We give our guests the opportunity to come on the show. We help them create content. We give them, uh, you know, give files. We give them media files. We give them uh, show clips. We give them all kinds of branded content because content is king. That's what's a, that's what the world sees now. Uh, we consume content like 15 seconds at a time. Can you tell me a little bit about why uh, a story is important? when building content? 
so being a storyteller is definitely needs to have a flow in the conversation so why does it need to be a storyteller like how can storytelling rather boost brand value so authenticity like you have to be real it has to give you a sense of comfort it has to make you pick people feel in terms of who you are because your tribe will find you and they will stick with you because you've given them a piece of your history so being authentic being real is so important uh moving on in terms of individuality because nobody shares the exact story right so there is no better way to make your business stand out from the crowd than storytelling and storytelling can totally win because it becomes so naturally when a person speaks you know because your journey makes what makes you unique and it makes your business specifically prepared to serve your tribe because your tribe actually knows you for who you are so like it's you're speaking with your niche and uh, most importantly connection because uh, when you're like selling a product or you're selling yourself you're so much more than the product right james because you're selling the story behind why you decided to create it what are you doing it for people not buying into you people are buying into how you are kind of selling a product it's more about believing and having a connection between you and your tribe and lastly most importantly trust trust is the bottom line if people don't mm. trust you on your product then nobody's going to buy what you're selling so by incorporating a story you kind of humanize your brand and that's going to build your trust because every person in this damn planet has a story every business has a story and hence it's so important for people to be fearless and just share your story that's the key well let's hear what i uh, a tan a tan that's absolutely true uh, let's let's wonder i want i wonder because you know what you said there was super powerful the fact that everybody has a story uh but the other side of it is the vulnerability factor we're afraid to come out and talk about who what makes us human we're afraid to make a mistake a lot of people are afraid to go on live because they're going to fumble their words they're going to stutter or they have an accent or whatever the situation is they don't like the way they look whatever the situation is they're not a, they're not freeing themselves up enough to talk about themselves personality wise so they focus 100% on their product or service and they don't then they don't understand why uh nobody's connecting with them they don't understand why people aren't uh, buying their product or service they don't understand why their audience isn't growing what kind of you know when it comes to that vulnerability what kind of things should we and shouldn't we share in our stories uh so you know very true what you said because most people say that the hardest part of telling a story is knowing how and where to begin that's because uh most storytellers or most people kind of start in the wrong place with the wrong question at the how to because how to do it it's no big deal but instead of wondering what we should say we need to kind of start our storytelling by asking the audiences who's the story for so i would kind of ask a few steps to myself before kind of telling a brand story so i would start with who's the story for you know why are you telling it what is the message behind it how should we tell it where will we share it because these who's why's what's where once you get these answers it kind of gives you a framework in your mind and then it kind of becomes very easy for you to kind of implement it and hence 
questioning yourself is very, very important. Mm, I like that. Figuring out who. James and I have been talking about uh, the who in our insurance agency for a while now. We're mm -hmm. really focusing our attention on who our target audience is and then uh, figuring out what our value ladder is and what the emotion that each person is going through as they ascend through our, our value ladder. Because understanding, like you said, understanding what your audience is going through, what aspects they're struggling with, what questions they have during that particular situation, those are the questions that we want to answer answer, but not just as an answer. We want to be able to answer them in a story mode. Uh, and, and I've been reading a lot of, uh, Russell Brunson's dot-com secrets for, uh, for sales. Right. And, and he talks about, uh, in that book, he, he says, you know, one of the greatest storytellers of all time was Jesus Christ. He would walk around and tell everything he did in parables. And the reason why he was so effective was because people connect with stories more than they do with facts, right? You can tell me something is hot, but if you tell me a story about the time you got burned, that's going to sink into my mind mind a lot more than the fact that that thing is hot. Uh, so when, when you're, when you're working with individuals and you're trying to pull their stories out, what types of questions are you asking them to get that information out? Yeah, exactly. Like before you kind of share your story, it's so important to ask yourself in terms of what am I going to share with the audience? What is it that the audience will say, oh my God, that's what I want to listen to. So asking yourself before understanding what your audience want is kind of important. Mm -hmm. Understanding what you, yeah, well, you know, and, and that's the other side of it is I think we build businesses for us first. We start thinking about what we want in our business, right? I want to make a lot of money. I want to drive a fancy car. I want a nice house. And so you develop a product that you yourself think is awesome failing to think about, well, who's actually going to buy this product? Exactly. What is it that they're looking for? I mean, th those are the questions that you need to be asking yourself in order to develop stuff. Uh, so what, what opinions do you have uh, about uh, this story implementation tool that you've been working on? Uh, you know, I want to mainly talk about the SMEs, which are the small, medium enterprise businesses, because India as a market has quite a few of them and everybody wants to become entrepreneurs and everyone who everyone wants to become accidental entrepreneurs, I'll put it that way. So obviously stories are something we're always surrounded by, right? No matter where we are in this world, who you're traveling with, what you're doing, who you meet, you will always find stories to listen to. So every single brand, and I completely believe in this, you can be a smallest brand, you can be the biggest brand. Every single brand has a story to share. And um, here, it is very important for your customer to kind of know your small businesses. You need to kind of follow, your, follow a few tips rather if you're a small business in terms of asking yourself before you kind of go out in the market and talk about your product in terms of why do your, does your product make a difference to your customer? Because you're not selling a product to yourself, as you said, right? It's not about you, you, you. It's always about them. Like, what is it that I'm giving to the customer? Why do you want your brand values matter to your audience? Because once you kind of answer these questions, you'll soon begin to kind of unravel answers within yourself. And hence, it's always kind of important to ask the whys to your questions. Because... Starting with telling your brand stories in a very fluent manner, they can be very memorable and meaningful because kind of audience. That's what happens when we go across the globe sometimes. We get uh, satellite delays. <laughs> exactly. So hence, 
having an emotion being authentic being memorable that's important so we got a we got a comment from the audience uh jeff uh one of our loyal or fans uh he says look at donald trump for example he tells stories that don't even make sense but people buy it all the time and you i don't think it means what you think it means I don't think that's what he thinks it means. But this is the, the funny thing about him is is uh, love him or hate him, he controls the narrative all the time, right? In in, in our country, we're about to go into election, uh, and there's the story is always on him. It's one of the main reasons why he won the election the first time, no matter what. Whether it was a debate, there was a story about what he was saying. Whether it was outside tweets, there was a story about what he was saying. He understands the power of story, and he uses it in his favor. Uh, and, and like it or not, you're paying attention to him. The people who like him are paying attention to him. The people who don't like him are also paying attention to him. So he wins with the power of story. Uh, what what advice would you give when you're talking to a a company? When I'm telling a story, should I be making a story kind of like the you know president does over here and do story that just drums up emotion and grabs attention? Or should I be tugging at heartstrings and, and pulling emotion in that kind of sinks in in a different way? What's what's probably the most effective yeah. way to, to tell so, stories? Exactly. So I completely believe you need to have your facts about what your brand is about, but kind of bringing an emotional attachment or an emotional moment kind of makes a story inspiring because people are always wired for stories. If you give me some boring facts, I'm not going to listen to it, right? But if you tell it to me in a beautiful manner in terms of crap, monetizing the moments, that's when I'm going to remember it. That's what Trump does. Even our own Prime Minister Narendra Modi, when he's telling a story, he kind of brings his whole childhood in place and how he became a Prime Minister. So he's kind of evoking emotions. That's the key. And that that is the key. That is absolutely the key. And and here here's the other thing that I, I've learned, uh, especially if you're trying to build an audience and you're trying to grow your business through story, uh, you're gonna get tired of telling your story way way quicker than people are gonna hear your story. Your audience is gonna connect at different parts of your stories with different times. So having multiple stories to go by, uh, and James and I were having this discussion actually right before this show. Mm -hmm. uh, we're talking about the different stories that can kind of play into our our character that we're developing as you know professional business people or professional insurance agency. There's a story that, that people are gonna connect with. Sometimes they're gonna connect with the day we went broke and we our, our very first business failed. There's some of them are going to connect with James wearing his heart on his sleeve and his girlfriend breaking his heart and how that drove him into doing, you know, joining the military. Everybody has stories. And I think, you know, the framework that you use in a story and driving it back to what you're doing in your business, I think that's where people get that disconnect. I think we all have stories, but how do I use the story and push it back into my business? Yeah, so I want to talk about the one important point is many people have a fear about a failure. So actually, when you speak about your failure stories, that's when people are going to resonate with you because everyone fails. All of us fail in our lives. But kind of people go out there and talking about them, that's when people resonate. So mm -hmm. how do you kind of apply to your brand? You need to kind of make your brand feel very comfortable and very easygoing where the people resonate to you. Have, an, have a moment which kind of makes the audience feel that, yes, I want to listen to your story because you're evoking emotions, because you're evoking authenticity, because you're evoking real life incidents. Once all these happen, your audience will kind of believe you and trust you. And obviously, 
go forward and buy your brand. So when I'm when I'm when we're talking about stories, do they always have to be my stories, or can I use what's going on in the world uh, and what's going on in in society or whatever? You know, can I use that sort of stuff to kind of bring stories together, or do they always have to be about us as individuals? Yeah, like I'll give you a very simple example of this brand called Cleveland Clinic. It's a brand in America. It's a, it's a clinic. So what Cleveland Clinic did is they, they always believed in the process of. uh serving their patients so they kind of made a campaign where uh they created moments of people like you and me like a mom just delivering or a 19 year old child just had an accident and just going to the hospital so these moments kind of evoked the audience and most importantly cleveland clinic kept in mind about the issues that these people are going they the clinic clinic put themselves in their shoes and they imagined that how does it feel to be a mom how does it feel to have an accident how does it feel to be in pain once cleveland clinic kind of put that in their brand story what all all the patients out there kind of trusted cleveland clinic and that's the most important thing right putting yourself in their shoes All right, Jeff has a question for you. He says, "Some people say that bad press is better than no press. Do you agree with that?" I I do agree. In fact, in India, just two days back, uh, we had a brand called Titan where they were kind of talking about the intercaste marriage of Hindu and Muslim, and boy, it was so uh, controversial that Titan as a brand, a watch brand, had to keep the ad off. But can you believe it? Because they were having bad controversy the ad not only was trending but also they made sales so i totally believe in that in at some point in time speaking of stories i'll tell another one uh so i teach high school in the morning and when when oh. we went into this whole distant learning thing where you know covid hit and everybody had to stay home uh we were we were automatically going to go into this program that now everybody knows called zoom and uh zoom was the the go-to you know vi- virtual uh, meeting place and then zoom got all kinds of bad press because people were breaking into rooms and you know doing things that they weren't supposed to so a lot of the school districts decided nope zoom is not going to be the one that we're going to use we're going to utilize another program so it was google teams or microsoft teams or whatever it was that we we're going to use and so Zoom got a lot of flack for that. They got, you know, they got hosed in the market for a couple days there, but they're still the number one right now. They all that bad press about things that they were going that that were going bad with their software, they have since fixed, they have since implemented, and more and more people. As a matter of fact, when people talk about doing a video call, they don't even say video call. If the verb is now, are you are you going to do a Zoom with me? Are you going to get on a Zoom? And that's exactly that, And to me that's the power of bad press or or good press. It press is press. They're out press there and that doesn't matter. Doing. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, tell It's me about what people have in their minds. Yeah, yeah. So tell tell me what speaking of what you have in your mind, what are you doing to help the public right now? Tell me about your your business. Uh yeah, so uh I'll just give you my purpose to life first. My main purpose to life here, why am I here here is kind of exchange positive energy and kind of help humans and kind of help people with whatever they do in life so what i want to focus on for the next few years is kind of help the smallest and the smallest of brands kind of grow their business with the help of content marketing because i truly madly believe content marketing is king in fact 
the new style of content marketing is podcasting so podcasting comes there as well so i completely believe in helping small medium enterprise businesses grow their business through content marketing so that's my goal right now for the next few years hopefully well, well let me ask you since you have a lot of a lot of uh history in in broadcasting um you know there we started doing this podcast in 2018 and it, at first we started with 2018 now we're going on three years almost next july uh and we started off with just audio then we added video and now we're at a point where we're completely fully branded and what i did and i and i want you to help me and kind of walk me through tell me if this is a good idea or not what i did was i looked at something that was already successful so i looked at tv programs the sitcoms that i that we normally when i was growing up would sit down as a family and watch things like friends or you know third rock from the sun or whatever it is i looked at the sitcoms and i realized okay look all of them have a nice little hook at the beginning that kind of attracts the attention then they have the their own video intro or audio that kind of plays in so that you get used to hearing that over and over again that's how the tracks and the and and those songs become next big hits then they have all kinds of different camera angles that change all the time to, to capture attention so that you're never leaving the screen uh, then they also have commercials embedded in of course the outro at the end all we did was model what was already successful in TV land. And we figured, you know what, if we can do something very similar here in the podcast space, we'll have success with that too, because I already know that it's tested and it works. What else can we do in our show to kind of help elevate what we're doing? Yeah. So as you mentioned on the branding part, which is great, but I also truly believe that you're already doing anyways, bringing human stories, like kind of, bringing failure stories here people always talk about the successes right in terms of i am doing this i'm doing that who am i but kind of bringing failure stories and then inspiring people and educating people about why they failed and now where they are would kind of also make a huge difference to business bros as a brand you know because branding is one place but also bringing the right people which you guys are doing it extremely well but failure stories kind of resonate to people and that's the key you know I like that actually. You know, it's funny because uh, th there are certain things that are part of the podcast that uh, if you're not a guest and you haven't been a guest on the show, you don't understand. Uh, things like when you register to be a guest, uh, the emails that you get, the content that we give you, you know, to promote ahead of time. And one of the things is uh, when you're actually signing up, I can ask specific questions. So we have a question embedded in there, but I think I'm going to change it to what you just said right now because that's powerful. If I know my guest's biggest failure, that could be the headline hook that grabs people's attention. And then when we nice. when we talk about that exact failure at the beginning of the show, people are going to be like, ooh, I want to tune in to hear what happened at that story. Exactly. That's the key. That's a that's great insight. I mean, that I've only known you for like 20 minutes and you're already shaping the way we're doing the show. That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell me about your company. How do people get a hold of you and, and what do you offer them? Um, as I said, I offer content marketing solutions and the best, best way to get in touch with me is LinkedIn. That's my new place. That's, that's the home, right? That's why, the home. Why, why LinkedIn over Instagram, over, over Facebook, over Twitter? You know, I don't know why I've been on Instagram. I've been on Facebook since 2012 when it started, but somehow LinkedIn gives me the professionalism as well as a friendliness. And it gives me authenticity. It gives me real people. And that's what I totally feel and I connect with, you know. I get an ROI once I, once I speak to a person on LinkedIn. So I completely feel LinkedIn. And with LinkedIn stories starting, 
Oh, I think that's a, that's a next game thing. As Gary Vee says, right? LinkedIn mm-hmm. is a 2012 of Facebook. It is. It is. It's following suit. James actually did some metric uh, counting earlier. We were on oh. the Insurance Bro show, and he was talking about uh, how many people did you say was uh, were, were on Facebook compared to uh, to LinkedIn? Two point seven billion on Facebook compared to five hundred and forty five million on uh, LinkedIn. So it's it's coming. It's it's just it's it's creeping up. It's getting up there. I don't think people understand the 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 what LinkedIn actually is and how it's yeah. how it's progressing. What kind of hiccups have you had? working in LinkedIn and working on the other side of the globe. I know I, for example, and and I'm going to be brutally honest with you when we get, when I get DMS and they're coming from the other side of the world, I feel like I'm getting sold like, uh, like robots that are going to try to sell me on followers and try to get that sort of stuff. And instantly I already get a negative vibe. What, what is it like on your side trying to build a business from the other side of the world? Okay, so I've done it in a very different way, you know, I've kind of gone there on my LinkedIn being a content marketer, I've kind of gone there and educated my audience about the ABCD of content marketing. So I kind of give case studies, speak about the successful stories of content marketing. So once I kind of start speaking about them, people think, yes, Punita is the real thing. So mm-hmm. I get normal messages and decent messages. But then there's another part of my life where I speak about my failure stories, about how I was as a, as a student. Yes, I didn't do well in school, but today, yes, I'm a hustler. But when I start speaking about that, that's when people get a little personal. Oh, what are you doing? So that's the key, you know, because you talk about personal stuff, people kind of, uh, not very good, but when you talk about the professional part, that's when people feel, uh, you know, good. But the worst part is the cryptocurrency people. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But yeah, that's, that's, that's the guys who, who make us crazy. I don't know why. And they're always from the opposite side of the globe, not from here for some reason. It's it's that whole thought of that instant success, right? Like I just started my Instagram today and I can get you 50,000 followers tomorrow. Like that, that it sounds so sexy. It sounds so attractive to say, okay, cool. I'm going to have all kinds of followers. I'm going to have all kinds of people looking at my stuff, but it's not realistic. The people who actually engage with you come because they've connected with you on some level, which means you got to put in some work. You got to actually create the content ahead of time. You got to have some sort of stories that, uh, that build up who you are and why people should even be listening to you in the first place. And then once people connect with you, they'll begin to grow your following and they'll begin to connect with you on, on a long-term basis. And, and it's not the easiest process in the world, but slowly it's like a, it's like a, uh, like a snowball, right? It starts off really slow and then all of a sudden it gains momentum and then you can't stop. Roads. Where we're going, we don't need roads. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So uh, what kind of momentum, where were you when you started and how did you start getting your momentum to grow? Uh, I started way back in, not way back, sorry. I started in June, 2020. Yes, I was there on LinkedIn, but I was kind of a zombie there just for the heck Hmm. of it being there. But uh, the COVID 2020 is when the life changed of most people of our lives because uh, we went out there and kind of curated content, which resonates with the audience, gave it, gave value to people. And that's where the follower base happened because it's again it's not about the followers it's about the connections you made it's about the relationships you build and most importantly giving value or that to people makes a huge difference because that's what people want to hear what is it that i'm going to be getting from punita that's the key right because that's what people want to know 
That's true. That's true. Um, and and uh, you know who Punita is, who Hernan is, who James is. We're all a culmination of everything that we've experienced in life, right? What we listen to, who we watch on YouTube, and the books we read. If you were gonna give advice to a to a young Punita who's just getting started in this entrepreneurial space, what uh, podcast books, uh, you know, uh, speakers, influencers would you recommend to to young entrepreneurs? So I don't want to recommend anything right now, but I just want to tell them to tell themselves to kind of be fearless, be compassionate, be kind, because that can take you places. And most importantly, just be you. While you can follow hundreds of influencers, but until you're not yourself, that's what I was on LinkedIn. I was just me being me. And that's what's brought me from whatever amount of followers to just building real connections. What's the value in building a real connection versus having a figurative connection, a number connection? Yeah. So what I normally do is when a connection normally connects with me, I kind of understand and read what they do, but kind of connect with them on a human value in terms of appreciating for what they do for their work, kind of making them feel special on why they should connect with me. Once you make your connection feel special. Hence, I always believe in sending personalized messages to go through their work and make them feel special about why they should connect with me. Oh, I, I do that with every single, so I am not good with that on, on any other platform except for Facebook. When I get a Facebook friend request, I do a personalized video and I've been doing that for, since we started the podcast. And I think it, first of all, it grabs amazing engagement. People love and connect with that. But then the other thing is I say your name and I say, you know, the date today. So, you know, it's authentic. I didn't pre-record it. It's not, you know, something that everybody gets. It's unique to you and what it is that you do. Um, and, and just an FYI, you can do that on LinkedIn too. LinkedIn allows video DMs. So remember if, if, uh, if Facebook is, if, sorry, if LinkedIn is 12 year, uh, is, is what LinkedIn will be in 12 years, then utilize some of the concepts that worked in Facebook 12 years ago and implement them exactly. today. Use those mm -hmm. same strategies. Hop on that DM, send a video message and make yourself stand out and be unique. Be unique. Not those typical, hello, how are you messages? That's kind of boring. Yeah. And everybody knows that. And then, and then you're wondering with AI nowadays, you're like, do you really know who I am? Did you really type in the name or is it, or is it just an AI system <laughs> putting that bot. stuff together? It's just a bot, right? We don't want to know all yeah. that. No, Bonita, hey, I just want to say thank you very much for coming on the show today. I know, I, what time is it over there? I didn't even ask you that. 6, 6 a.m. Oh, you're up early. You're probably making noise, people sleeping in the house. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's time to wake up anyways, ladies and gents. 6 o'clock in the morning, you should be up and rolling. Now, Bonita, thank you a lot for coming on the show. Really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, before we head out one more time so that our listening audience knows, can you tell them how to get a hold of you? LinkedIn by the name Punita Parikh. It's all there on the screen. Perfect. Perfect. All right, ladies and gents, hope you guys enjoyed uh, learning a little bit about what Bonita's up to. Uh, give her a shout out. Check out her LinkedIn. Check out her content that she's helping out. Any little bit of advice that can help you put your content out there that gets more attention, that'll drive more traffic, that'll help you increase your sales is always a plus. So thank you, Bonita, again for joining the show. Quick reminder, ladies and gents, if you want to be on the podcast, uh, I have an eight-week waiting list, or you can hop on businessbros.biz slash 
slash last minute and you'll get a last minute email. Sometimes it's 15 minutes, sometimes it's an hour, sometimes it's a week, depends on if we ever have cancellations. So make sure you hop on that list, businessbros.biz slash last minute and make sure you follow us on all our social media at businessbrospod. And uh, by the way, I forgot to mention this, but we got a show that we're doing strictly for insurance people. If you're in the insurance space and you want to check that out, it's 2.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time every day. Hopefully you guys check it out. Enjoy the rest of your, uh, what are, what's today, James? Are we on Wednesday? Are we on Thursday? <gasps> we forgot. It is Thursday. Oh S-H-I-T, dude. So, so happy, happy it's Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> Later, everybody. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.